what's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love a great founder story. That's why I love the story of Kentucky 74 from Spiritless, three young women from Louisville, Kentucky, who had the idea for a healthier bourbon, healthier in the sense it has no alcohol. So you can have an evening cocktail with no guilt and almost no calories. It is so delicious. I love to squeeze an orange slice, a couple of dashes of bitters, shake it with ice, and then strain it into a beautiful glass and just kick back. If you'd like to try a bottle of Spiritless, you can use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For The Podcast, where we meet the world's most innovative and fascinating minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is Daniel Lubetsky. Brand is a promise, Mm -hmm. and a great brand is a promise well kept. Daniel Lubetsky is the founder and CEO of Kind Bars. The son of a Holocaust survivor, Daniel's journey in business is a fascinating one. From Mexico to the Middle East to Manhattan, it is a path full of twists and turns and as many struggles as successes. His unwavering pursuit of peace and kindness is the common thread through all parts of his journey. And it was a true pleasure to join him at Gramercy Tavern for this meal. Please enjoy my conversation with Daniel Lubetsky. Today I'm in the middle of Manhattan on my way into a New York City institution, Gramercy Tavern. I'm meeting CEO and founder of Kind Bars, Daniel Lubetsky. He may be from Mexico, but he is a true New York City success story. Daniel, how are you? It is so wonderful to meet you. He is taking me to his favorite New York City restaurant, the acclaimed Gramercy Tavern. A crown jewel in American dining, founded by famed restaurateur Danny Meyer. The winner of nine James Beard Awards, Gramercy Tavern is beloved around the world, not only for its ever-evolving seasonal menu, but for its unparalleled culture of enlightened hospitality. Gramercy Tavern is the combination of excellence and American approachability. It really always came down to that magical alchemy between how good did it taste and how well did they treat you. So we want people at the top of their game, but who are all doing it in the same spirit of hospitality. The air is filled with the intoxicating aroma of a beautiful wood-burning grill. 
and the charm of a staff that Daniel treats like family. Don't you even dare. We start with a beautiful chilled corn soup. When they do take that first bite of food, I hope there's a moment of pause. I just need a moment. I need a moment with the soup. Before moving on to a smoky brick-pressed chicken. So I'm going to forget all your questions. <laughs> That's quite all right. Mm. And then we're tying it all together with something a little sinful for our sweet tooth. What a wonderful way to break bread with a man who has spent most of his life chasing a dream to bring people together and built a billion-dollar brand in the process. Here's Salud. a toast to you. Salud. Thank you for doing this. Cheers. Salud. Cheers to that. So to start lunch today, this is our chilled corn soup. Okay. Chilled corn soup. Thank you so You're much. You're very welcome. Of all the restaurants in New York City, and there's so many fabulous restaurants here, why did you choose Gramercy Tavern? Besides the fact that the food is delicious, mm -hmm. what I love about the restaurant is that commitment to excellence and that commitment to service that's not lost. Mm -hmm. When you get to know Danny Meyer, you understand Gramercy Tavern even better because you understand that his personality of kindness and warmth and authenticity and his philosophy of true service and mm -hmm. experiential excellence and his commitment to excellence just is in the DNA of, the, of his entire restaurant. So would you say that you look to Danny Meyer and his commitment to excellence and hope to mirror that with kind? Without any doubt, I look to Danny as a mentor and as a role model and just as a human being yes. that we need more of. I mean, he's just always thinking about his team. He's always thinking about society. Every single moment in the restaurant industry matters so much. You try to treat every person that you come in front of with dignity, with respect, and in this world that we're living in today, mm -hmm. just try just a little bit more yes. to be a little bit more, more compassionate, a little bit more understanding, a yes. little more forgiving. Um, I need to start eating. Let's do it. Let's try this corn soup. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is delicious. And it's chilled, it's refreshing. You grew up in Mexico City. Yeah. And your father was um, a survivor of the Holocaust. He was at the Dachau concentration Dachau. camp um, and had that experience. How did that change you as a child? I think the more I look into myself, the more I find that that was a very defining aspect of who I am. Being raised in Mexico by Jewish parents, my mom was born in Mexico. Her parents immigrated before from Germany and Lithuania a generation before. My dad, as you pointed out, was in a concentration camp in Dachau. And when he was 15 and a half, he was liberated by American soldiers. Mm. And then a year later, he ended up in Mexico because he had nowhere else to go. And very much, it's for me almost existential. Like, I very much live this world to try to prevent what happened to my father from happening again to other human beings. Mm -hmm. The common thread is trying to shatter stereotypes, cement relationships, help people discover each other's humanity, foster kindness, foster empathy, foster critical thinking and understanding so that we can try to prevent those tragedies. You tell a story of when your father was in the concentration camp and a, a Nazi soldier threw him a rotten potato and how that was a moment for him that he passed along to you. Can you explain that? 
So the fact that this German soldier risked, you know, being punished by throwing a, a potato at my dad's feet, even though it was a rotten leftover potato, gave my dad, I think, a lot more than just the nourishment of the potato. I think he gave him the will to live because of knowing that uh, that this soldier had seen his humanity and that had shown a modicum of kindness to him. So even in that horrific situation, he saw that there was some humanity, even in the Nazi situation, and that yeah. really changed him. My dad had the ability to talk about it, and when he talked about it, he cried and he suffered a lot. But he also had the ability to just see the world as a second lease in life. And so he just, he saw his role as trying to put smiles in people. Yeah. You were going to be a lawyer, but I think you had whatever that entrepreneurial spirit is that some people have. Where did that come from? Probably from my dad. And I wanted to join my dad. I wanted to uh, be part of his company. He started from nothing and then he built a pretty successful business. They wanted their son to be a lawyer. Yes. I, I wrote in my college, in my thesis for law school, that I was going to try to resolve the Arab-Israeli conflict. Then while I was in law school, I discovered the power of business to bring people together mm. and had the idea for my first company after law school called PeaceWorks. Peace you would never think one of the most successful entrepreneurs of our time would get his start selling jars of tomato paste one at a time. Even more unlikely, that his intention was to not only turn a profit, but also resolve a decades-old conflict between Arabs and Israelis. But that's exactly what a college-age Daniel did after studying abroad in Israel, after discovering a delicious sun-dried tomato paste made by a company that had just gone out of business Daniel made some calls and found a way to produce the paste locally with the help of both Arabs and Israelis. Soon, Daniel found himself bringing the paste back to America and, get this, selling it door-to-door -door in New York City from his briefcase. This experience would be the catalyst for Daniel's belief that a company can make money and build bridges between people. What I see in your story that I think is so remarkable is your ability to try and fail, trial and error. Yeah. What was it about you that kept going, that said, you know what, I, I got to make this work. What's next? How do I learn? First, this is delicious. Um, it, the sauce has a slightly sweet, acidic, amazing oh. contrast to the chicken that really wow. makes it really good. So I'm going to forget all your questions. So <laughs> That's quite all right. Mm. This is fantastic. So mm. Mm. there's a gentleman named Rabbi Brian Lurie, who's another mentor of mine that I love. And he once used the word he used about how I was naive. But I'm like, what do you mean naive? I'm just a determined realist. But I, he said, look, Daniel, I don't mean it in a mean way. I mean it that I love the fact that nothing stops you. I made this a better world because of it. I haven't gotten mm. to that final objective. But more Israelis and Palestinians understand each other and have friendships. And so if you don't try, you're not going to make this a better world. And you failed by not trying. Do you think that, you know, when you were younger, your idea of possibility... Ask a long question because this is a big bite. <laughs> I'll start again then. We'll start from the beginning. Do you think your idea of what is possible as a young person who is naive is actually what allows you to go after it? Because I feel like after many years, you just see what is not possible. Kind would probably never have existed if Peace Rocks hadn't existed because Kind evolved from Peace Rocks. 
And Peace Rooks was a 10-year journey in the wilderness of a lot of mistakes, a lot of failures. I, I loved it and had a great journey. But if you had asked me, Daniel, you can stay on your legal path and become the successful attorney, or I'm telling you, you're going to spend 10 years in the wilderness going door by door selling your wares and barely making ends meet, $24,000 salary for 10 years in a row that sometimes you can't even meet, just struggling every minute to make it work. Sometimes having the benefit of youth and fearlessness can help you pursue something. The other reason, the other thing that can give you a lot of staying power mm -hmm. is purpose. And what was it about the Middle East conflict and Arabs and Israelis that you felt like you could do something about? It's a good question because, you know, after, after PeaceWorks, I founded a movement called One Voice and the, the idea was to create a movement of moderates, Israelis and Palestinians that would forge understanding with each other. And when I had the temerity to dream this idea, people thought like, wait, you're a confused Mexican Jew out of New York that's going to do this? <laughs> and after a few months of stagnation and not doing it, I went back, revised my plans, reached out to my friend Mohammed Daraoshe, and we started from nothing. So it was physically upsetting to you that you knew that you could do something and you weren't doing anything. And okay. that is why, that's really the basis of how peace work start. Correct. And it's the same feeling that I have today about what's happening in our nation. Mm. And the same force that's driving me and my team. We'll have more from our delicious meal in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to our conversation. What is it like when you think about your early days walking the avenues of Manhattan, trying to sell your sun-dried tomato paste, only having one meal, sometimes at an all-you-can-eat buffet, right? And now we're sitting here at Gramercy Tavern, and you think of your life full circle. What yeah. do you think? So I don't, that thought that you brought to me right now, I appreciate it, mm -hmm. but now I move on to think about what I can do to change things. So mm -hmm. I don't tend to ponder about what I've achieved, I tend to ponder about all the things that I have not pulled off. What's next? And what, and the problems that we have, like I wanna leave to my children a better world. 
While walking the streets of New York selling tomato paste and crisscrossing the globe in search of new products, Daniel discovered a unique problem. He was unable to find a wholesome, healthy, and tasty snack that he wanted to eat. His solution would soon become a billion-dollar brand. Today, more than two billion Kind Bars have been sold around the world, and Daniel's company, Kind Snacks, has been dedicated to a philanthropic mission, making the world a little kinder, one snack at a time. What you learned selling sun-dried tomato paste laid the foundation of Kind Bars. Had you not gone through that very difficult 10 years, Kind Bars wouldn't be the success that they are. What did you learn and what helped make Kind such a success? Everything that I did wrong at PeaceWorks, when we launched Kind, we learned from those lessons. So I was starting different PeaceWorks ventures and I was a little too enamored with the concept, but not enough focus on being disciplined and executing. So mm. be disciplined, execute, choose mm. one thing and do it well. Mm. I wanted to be everything to everybody and mm. ended up being nothing to nobody. Interesting. Um, I, I wasn't sufficiently obsessed with quality as I am now with kind. So I just wanted to grow and so I, I didn't have an obsession with quality. So simplify, simplify, simplify and, and keep purpose at the center. And stay focused and be true to your promise, you know, a brand is a promise mm-hmm. and a great brand is a promise well kept. Mm. So I love that. I've been kind of like it. this restaurant. This this yeah. restaurant is a promise for excellent service, excellent food. And if you deliver and deliver and deliver, there's your brand. Yeah. And you know exactly what to expect, you know what type of ingredients or what philosophy. So you wanted a a very healthy alternative to a protein bar. I needed a snack that I could feel good about eating, that was healthy but also tasty, that was wholesome but also convenient. So I designed Kind to solve a problem that I had, Mm. to solve a need that I had, Mm. assuming that others would have the same need. So a healthy, nutritious snack bar. That was the goal. I like looking and recognizing what I eat. Yes, real ingredients. Real ingredients that you, ingredients you can see and pronounce as a trademark, Mm -hmm. a legal trademark. So I designed the Kind bar with whole nuts and fruits to try to solve for that problem. Mm. Okay, so when you started out, um, you would you, you tried to get into natural food stores. And because your product was unique, they really didn't know what to do with it. I had meetings that I remember where I was sitting down for lunch mm-hmm. with the buyers at the leading natural stores, and they would open my bar, and they're like, oh, it's so beautiful, so handcrafted, but I can't carry it. I'm like, why? It's like, because I don't know where to put it. I'm like... What do you mean? It's like, well, you know, it's not like you're saying a healthy snack or a nutrition bar, but it was, uh, you know, they had to believe in me to give right. me a shot. And then once we put the product, yeah. it just did, it, it right. sold itself. Because it you was know, natural food. We had no advertising yeah. for the first five or eight years or maybe even 10 years. It was just word of mouth. Nine out of 10 people that would try a kind bar would not just start becoming part of our family, but they would recommend that be the most passionate uh, advocates of it. And what is the brand Kind? What is Kind, what does, when people see a Kind bar, what do you want them to know about the brand? So our motto is to do the Kind thing for your body, for your taste buds, and for your world. Mm -hmm. And that we'll always have a commitment to try to do the Kind thing for our world. I love your business philosophy of and, and and and, that you can make a profit and do good. Where did that come from and will you explain it? Is it possible that it could be this 
and that mm -hmm. by challenging these assumptions. Some of these assumptions are false assumptions. So the assumption that something has to be healthy or tasty. Could it be healthy and tasty by improving the quality of ingredients and doing more nutrient dense ingredients? Fascinating. And if we as a society don't develop those skill sets to be critical thinkers, risk mediocrity in our lives, racism in our interrelations with others, mediocre businesses that don't challenge conventional reasons and create more value, and most important, governments that are not accountable to the people. When people hear the name Daniel Lubetsky, what do you want them to think? Someone that means well and tr just tries their best to make this a better world. Mm -hmm. Thank you oh, so much. You're welcome. Is there a stone fruit salad with a fresh mint syrup? So it's beautiful. It looks market. like a painting. Perfect. Honestly, it looks like a painting. It's yeah. so Thank pretty. Thank you so Thank much. You. The other thing about Grammarche Tavern, every time I leave, I never feel guilty. I feel like I did something good for right. my body, which is really nice. Well, you're obviously a, someone who enjoys healthy food, right? Well, I also like in the, oh, oh here, yeah. see, here I was saying, <laughs> here I was saying you're not making me feel guilty, now you give me this. You see how you are? You guys are gonna have to have some of that. Yes, chocolate chip cookie, that looks so good. Oh Thank you very God. much, this has been lovely. Thank you. Wow, it's uh, a wow. So I, you know, I spent so much time in the trenches knocking on doors to get my products in there, knocking on doors to get people to support our nonprofits, that I now find myself in a different side. I feel like you've used every bit of your experiences to impact the next idea, the next business, and nothing has been wasted. There's things wow. that I love from the business world to bring in terms of disciplines to the nonprofit world, for them to be more resourceful and efficient and move fast, so for me, that interdisciplinary uh, ability to learn from different and borrow from different disciplines to the others is, uh, is very enjoyable. This fruit is so unique because it has this syrup with mint in it, and so it's refreshing, it's cool. I just had a piece of mint with a piece of cherry, and yes. together they were so good. Dynamite, really, so simple. This is something anyone could make at home. Um, and, and enjoy with their family. I just love this idea, right? I'm, I'm getting inspired with this particular dessert. True to his brand that a company can do well and do good, Daniel has launched several charities, including the Kind Foundation and the Lubetsky Family Foundation, with missions to foster kinder and more empathetic communities. And Empatico, a $20 million initiative to connect students around the globe. You talked about being a person that's always thinking about the next idea. You can't turn it off. You're always thinking about how more can I help? How can I serve? How can I assist? So I would ask you, what is next for you? Um, that's a, a fun question. I, that I love thinking about. First kind has, I don't think we're in the ninth inning. I think we're in the second or third inning. I think we have so much more to do. Like our vision is to create kind of the foremost platform brand for health and wellness. So I'm most excited about the civic work we're doing. There's a kind foundation that's tied to kind and okay. the kind foundation, it's independent, but it has a kind philosophy. Right. And the kind foundation has a program called Empatico to try to teach children uh, empathy. empathy at an early age by connecting classrooms. Then there's the Peace Works Foundation, which is all the work in the Middle East to try to get enemies to work together and to foster understanding. Mm. And then there is the Lubetsky Family Foundation, which is what the other two don't do. And in this specific case, it's about uh, creating strong citizens that are gonna be more 
informed and strong to protect their country and their democracy. Well, cheers to that. I mean, salud. that is the salut. That is fantastic. Thank you for this, Daniel. Thank this you. has been amazing, really. Thank you. Really, I've enjoyed it so much. It's so interesting. You've got my mind going, and you know, you're inspiring to listen to because there's always a different way. It, it is always. It isn't either or. It it can be, mm. and. After an incredible meal, Daniel and I continue our conversation on the Upper West Side at a place with incredible significance in his life. Wow, here we are! <laughs> Zabar's, the ultimate gourmet grocery store. It was here more than two decades ago. The owners took a chance on Daniel's sun-dried tomato paste and forever changed the trajectory of his business and his life. Heading into the famed Zabar's with Daniel is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. What's it like to come in and come back? It's always fun, but I, you know, the problem with this place is that you can't come and not buy stuff. It's just... <laughs> exactly. This is a food lover's paradise. Zabar's has every imaginable specialty food. The options are endless, and for Daniel, it's like coming home. Manuelito! It is here that Daniel first tried to sell his sun-dried tomato paste to this man, Scott Goldshine. Scott gave Daniel crucial feedback that he took to heart. So I have the jars right here, do you remember? And I'm like showing them the stuff and they're like berating me. What's going on? This the oil is dripping and this is salty and this is not good and this is not proper. And the pricing is all off. But then they would take, but they made it, made it sound like they were like the tough guys, but the truth is they're very sweet. And then you were able to sell his product based on what, the feedback you gave. Daniel still cares about where his product is placed in the store, what shelf, and how it's positioned. But I literally built with my own hands this rack. But more importantly, he cares about maintaining the relationships that have been so crucial to his success. But the truth is they're very sweet. What an afternoon with Daniel Lubetsky. His passion is obvious. Look at the relationships he's forged and the success he's had because of it. You can make a profit and pursue purpose. It's not either or, but and. Daniel said that. Small acts of kindness, the way you treat the staff at your favorite restaurant, the friendly faces at your local grocery store. At the heart of every person is their humanity, a fact that lately can seem forgotten in this country. For Daniel, it is his deep desire to make this world more empathetic that has fueled his ride. He has given each of us a lesson in what it truly means to be kind. There is perhaps no better way to achieve the American dream. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at to dine for TV and Facebook at to dine for with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. 
Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.